1: Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 929 FM ESPN. Back in and rolling on the Gabe Coon show, 929 FM ESPN and It's that transition in the college football season where we go in, we have the Heisman, we have the Army-Navy game, we're waiting for some bowl games to hit, and it's a great time, as always, every single Monday, to have Harold Grader, the Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, on the show. He is on X at Harold Grader. Harold, how's it going? Doing great, Gabe. Fun weekend, busy weekend. Obviously, we're
2: gearing up for the 65th AutoZone Liberty Bowl, but the highlight of the weekend for us was our high school football All-Star Game. Sure Obviously, was. dancing around uh, the weather we had on Saturday, uh, but we got it in, full game. Uh, more importantly, or most importantly, the young men that played had a big time. Uh, the red team, coached by Cedric Miller, uh, won the ball game. Kamaro uh, Brown from Mace was the ARS Conway Services MVP. And a new award that uh, we presented this year, Trying to get the big guys involved. Yes. Our TVA lineman of the week. This was our lineman of the game. Travis Shaw from Houston High School. So you, there you go.
1: You know where the bread's butter.
2: Absolutely. That, that, and, and, that, hats off. And, and, you got to tip the cap. And, and Gabe, I got to you, Obviously, I think the world of you appreciate being a part of your show every week during the college football season. You know, in the mornings, a lot of times, I'll tune in uh, to uh, uh, Cole Kubrick uh, yep. Down in Birmingham, another former lineman. I, here, you know, I talked
1: to Cole about this yeah. when I was at SEC Media Days last year. You guys do a you, great job. Here's the thing: is it, you say former lineman, but is he, it like being he's always marine. He's, once a lineman, always he, yeah, a lineman. He's let me know this, and I, yeah. I agree with him. Once a lineman, always a lineman. He can't be a former offensive lineman. It's always there. Well, the next time I see Cole. And I'm hoping we can get him into town this spring
2: after spring ball for a touchdown club meeting. Right. We will talk about that. Yes. We Once alignment
1: always alignment. And I'm glad y'all are giving out awards. We need some awards. Absolutely. A little bit of
2: recognition goes a long, way. There you go. A little back, a little plaque. Absolutely.
1: Let's transition to the one game we had this weekend. Yeah. How much did you get to see of the Army-Navy game?
2: I saw. I just saw the highlights because it was going on while we were playing our All-Star game. Right. Um, obviously, Navy uh, – without Ken uh as yes. their head coach uh you, it was interesting to see what their season would look like they uh they came out on the short end of the stick so as they say go army beat navy in this one or go navy beat army whichever your preference is but big goal line stand at the end of the game i did see that army gets the win what was it 17 to 11 17 11 they finished 6 and 6 now I, I had somebody text me yesterday Gabe, asking about army, and mm-hmm. especially in light of the fact that they're coming into the American. Right. Okay. They're six and six. Or are they going to a ball game? As Lee Corso would say, "Not so fast, my friend." Right. And it's it all goes back to what are the guidelines? What are the rules? Even though they won six, two of those six wins were over FCS teams. By rule, you can only have one that qualifies for bowl eligibility. So they only have five bowl eligible wins out of their six. So they are not eligible not going to a bowl game. But we all know. And, and, you know, we had Army here a couple years ago. Loved having them here. Uh, Had Navy as well. Um, But when you get right down to it, yeah, they want to go to a bowl game. Both of those schools want to go to a bowl game. But how do you top Army-Navy? Yeah, you That's can. the one they circle. Yes. That's the biggest game of the year for them. So congratulations to Army for holding on and uh, getting that 17-11 win on Saturday.
1: Now, you can't top that game. I mean, when you talk about TV ratings, when you talk about the amount of people in that stadium, how much we latch on to it, it's a it's a great day for America in general. but. The fact that this is I mean this could be a potential conference champion mat- a championship matchup in the AAC theoretically going yeah, forward but it won't theoret- be played yeah. during the reg- dur- during the regular season. It won't be a uh, right. a conference yeah. game anymore. You that was meet- it that yeah. I still find it to be a strange decision by the AAC but I mean, you know, uh, if you're if you're looking for another school um Army has been pretty solid, I guess football wise. Now they certainly, I think there's going to be challenges coming up for these uh, sure for these you know service academies, it's just going to get harder and yeah, harder because, and harder to yeah, because, stay at this level. Yeah, and they don't participate, can't participate in
2: Nil. Right, so that changes the game for them, but let's face it. yes, they're all a-type personalities. they're all competitive, they want to win, but at the end of the day, their mission, no pun intended, yes. is entirely different from everybody else playing college athletics. Whether it's football, lacrosse, whatever, the academies are there for a different reason.
1: Yeah, and a little bit of uh, a betting note, and I know that this is a t- terrible transition, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, on a betting note, the over/under was uh, 27 and a half. Oh, the, fi- the final play of the game was a t- <laughs> take a safety to win a game by Army, and hey. I have two thumbs and I had the over. So that was that, was that was nice. That was nice for me. I, I had a little fun with you that this weekend. A bit. Yes. Um but yeah, that that that's always fun. We also had the Heisman this weekend. Yeah, congratulations to So that was nice. To, Jane, uh, Daniels. Jane
2: Daniels. He was uh, my my favorite and expected to uh, uh to win. If I'd had a vote, I don't, but if I'd had a vote, he would have been my guy. Uh Michael Penix came in second, Bo Nix third. Um uh, So, again, congratulations uh, to Jaden Daniels, another Heisman Trophy winner now for LSU. Now you look to next year, and who's in the mix? You got to think going in, uh, uh, Milrow from Alabama. Yep. But but here's the thing. If you're Milrow, you don't want to be the favorite. Because usually the guy who's talked about in preseason and early season and into the season – Usually, Because you have it. the
1: expectation. Oh, absolutely. So if you have one bad game, here you That's go right. falling off That's the map. Right. That's so, just That's so, it so, so
2: if you're Jalen Milrow, you want somebody else to be the favorite. But he'll certainly be in the mix. I think the, uh, the running back uh, from uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Gordon, who had an incredible year, I think he'll be in the mix. Mm-hmm. And those are just two names right off the top of my head that uh, uh, on that topic I think will be in the conversation uh, going into the 24th season.
1: Now Ollie Gordon was he was phenomenal this year speaking. That's who you're talking about from Oklahoma yeah. State. He he made it happen. He was first team AP All American. I mean, he he's been all over the place. Um also won the Doke Walker Award. Yeah. So there is that. Absolutely um Jalen Milrow, though, that's gonna be an interesting one to watch going into next year. I'm so curious how that all figures itself out. Because down the stretch of the season he was phenomenal, but they had to get his legs involved. They had yep. to use his strengths. Um and he ended up finishing what sixth? Sixth, sixth, yeah. So good for him. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I mean, <laughs> I, I I did think about this over the weekend after the second game of the year, losing to Texas, getting benched in that South Florida game. It wasn't even fathomable that he right. would even finish in the top That's ten right. in high school, or the
2: voter. team would achieve what they've achieved. Right. And, and speaking of Texas. You know, I think Ewers will be in the mix if he's he's back and he's at Texas next year, which I think we expect him to be.
1: Yeah, how, uh, how do you think that's going to figure itself out with the Arch Manning conversation and yeah. the Malik Murphy is yeah. there? They have some talented guys that are going to have to sit behind Q- uh, Quinn yeah, for know, another year.
2: I thought when Arch signed with Texas and we knew Texas was headed to the SEC in 24, I thought that 23 would be yours last season, he'd go to the league, and then it would be all in the hands of Arch Manning. It's not playing out that way. Uh, We'll see. Um, Again, I don't believe uh, the the talk that uh, Arch is going anywhere, but you never know. Um, We shall see. And, And does yours stay? I mean, yeah, a lot of things it, can happen. We're, he we're, said we're, he's going to stay. We're in the transfer portal world. Uh, we're in that window now. Uh, but you got to think he would stay. I mean, they've got it rolling. They're going into the SEC. I'm sure he wants to play at that level. And they have proven that they can compete in the SEC yep. and at the SEC level. They beat Alabama on the road. They won the Big 12 championship. They're in the hunt for the national championship. Yep. And going and back to a phrase I used uh quite a bit going into this uh year and looking at teams last year, uh Texas and Oklahoma. Texas is definitely SCC ready. And so is Oklahoma.
1: And if we remember the Manning boys in general, I don't know if it was ever even with Eli and Peyton, it was never we have to start right away or we're That's leaving right. or That's right. We're you know, and obviously it was a different time then, but Eli sat for a year. You had Peyton, he wouldn't he wouldn't have played he wouldn't have played early had it not been for injury after injury after injury. After right. injury. So I, 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 I feel like the Mannings do a lot of, um, lot of their homework beforehand yes. so they don't have to deal with the whole absolutely. transfer thing. I feel like they wanted him to land exactly where he landed, and they're going to be patient with it, or at least Arch is going to be patient with it because ultimately he's the one that has to make the decision. That's right. It's his life, his career, absolutely. Yep. Um, now, with the transfer portal, it's going to be nuts. I mean, it's it's oh, already it nuts. It, it already is. It's nuts. I, I I sort of fall back and forth. One you know, one side of it is there's fourteen hundred guys that have gotten in, and not all of them are making a good decision, and it, it right. breaks my heart because I think last year of the percentages, I think there was thirty percent of guys who were scholarship athletes at the FBS level hopped in the transfer portal and didn't get another wow. FBS scholarship. That's the bad part of it. Um, I think there is part of me though that. Looks at hell the the, the top five and Heisman voting. Let's just let's just do that for fun. Jaden Daniels transfer. Michael Penix Jr. transfer. Bo Nix transfer. Um, you keep going down. Cody Schrader's a guy who finished yeah. eighth. Who ended up? Uh, he was a transfer at one point. It has shown that these transfers, some of these guys, really do find greener pastures. And it, it, I mean, quarterback wise, where are we at right now? Riley Leonard, Dylan Gabriel. Cam Ward from Washington State, DJ Hughes back in, Kyle McCord from Ohio State. I mean, there's just so many big names out there that will switch schools, and I do think part of me thinks that it does make for a more interesting product at times to see these guys switch, to see where they land. Sure.
2: Absolutely it does. And and tying in with that, Gabe, is uh, this whole issue of the extended careers because of covid right we are still in that window and i got to be honest with you i'm not sure when that window closes but it's given guys more opportunities and we've seen the results on the field with teams that uh competed for for league championships were in the mix for the playoff because they have senior plus laden football teams, not the equivalent of a basketball one-and-done, whatever that is in football. So we're still seeing the effects of, of that and the rosters of senior, experienced,
3: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social
2: media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. but
1: the significant point for me basically. right
2: now in this conversation is guys extending their careers and they're also impacting the teams that they're with for great success because you've got a bunch of experienced guys who are 23, 24, 25 years old playing against, in some cases, you know, 20, 21, 22. Big difference, and you know it better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Those older guys mentally better physically better than those younger guys
1: yep no question about it I just it, it's it's been a weird transition I'm glad you bring up the high school recruiting thing yeah because it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer for a lot of high school guys having to deal with sure. this with this day and age of and that and it's recruiting hard. like you just, if if I'm a coach out there and I get a newly hired even Right? I, I have to turn around this roster quickly. I don't get my 3 right. years. I don't get my recruiting right. cycles, my recruiting classes. I, I I have to go get in the transfer portal and make something happen. Yeah. That, that's what it is. And these high school guys have to sit back because they're longer developed, the longer uh, development projects. That's right. And if I'm a coach and I just look at the the situation, do I want a guy who can immediately give me the snaps that I want or do yeah. I want to take a gamble on a guy who May not at any point. We have to develop him and get him in the weight room and do all these things. There's a finished product yep. versus a not finished product. That's right. What would you choose out there? I think you'd choose a finished product.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and coaches are now on a much shorter leash, Yep. whether you like it or not. The expectation level of every program is we gotta, we got to be competing for the national championship, Yep. whether that's realistic or not. Uh, But that's the world uh, we're in. That's the world these coaches are in. And the best way to do that is probably through the portal. And, uh, you know, with the portal, I I think this was Mike Norvell. I think I'm getting it right. It's uh, I'm not looking for prizes. I'm looking for pieces. Yes. Pieces to fill specific needs. Doesn't have to be the rock star, but I'm looking for a specific type of player to fill a specific need on my team, and I think it was Mike that said that, mm-hmm. and and that's what he did this past year, and yep. you see the results.
1: You got some prizes.
2: Could have, should have, better. could have been in the. The playoff. Uh, to,
1: now, to be fair with that quote, he did have some prizes too. Keon Coleman. Yes, Keon Coleman, he, did. Yeah, Keon he, did. Coleman, he yes, was he pretty dang good. He I would I would put him in but the I prize phlo- category. I, I get the philosophy. philosophy. Yeah. hundred, 110%. It's just like Dion and GJ Kinney when they brought in 50 plus transfers. Yeah. Not all of them are gonna be prizes. Some of them will just be pieces that you That's move right. on. Now they need more of them, both of those coaches. I saw Dion this week, too, the to do the whole O-line thing. Looks like he's rebuilt his O line good because yeah. Shador Sanders ended up with a with a yeah. fractured back and everything yep. else I hope he's on his way to recovery but they need that old line and they need their trenches all figured out people tend to you know when yeah. they first take a job ignore that at first but I don't want I don't want to take everybody down the old line rabbit hole talking with Harold Greater at Harold Grader on X associate executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl coaching carousels wrapping wrapped up by yep. the way and the, the final the final final hire I thought was pretty beautiful John Sumrall to Yes. To Tulane. That's good not that's not good for, for him. Not good for, for for Memphis. You know, you thought, okay, yeah. on the way out you have Willie Fritz and they're gonna have to hire a new coach. They may have to have a little rebuild. John Summerall's the type of guy who can take that thing and run yeah. with it.
2: Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. And uh he walks in there with a very, very good foundation. Yes. Not everybody that's taken the two lane job over the last Hundred years. The guy before him didn't.
1: It didn't have you know, uh, much of a foundation to work he, with. He
2: better be thanking uh, Willie Frizz for what he did for for Tulane and the foundation he left there. But yes, John can continue the success at Tulane, and we shall see. And it will be interesting to compete from a Tiger perspective, compete against
1: those folks. I mean, we're at a spot though now where. You have a new coach there, and I know it's yeah. John Sumrall. He was what twenty-three and four in two years, won two Sun Belt championships at Troy. <laughs> I mean, that is about yep. as good as you can do in a two-year run at Troy. Absolutely. Um, and then SMU's leaving the conference. This is this is yep. Tigers' time to take advantage of every opportunity Absolutely. in front of them. I don't know if there's, you know, excuses out there. There's just, just seemingly none.
2: No, the time is now, and with the landscape changing with a twelve-team playoff. And the group of five or spot, goal number one, win your conference. Goal number two is to be the dominant group of five team yep. and conference. You take care of that business, you're in the hunt for a New year Six or the playoff, right? Or the, yep. You know, and, and those are the goals. And with that, and with you have that kind of success – other good things are going to happen yep. for your overall program support, donations, financial support, recruiting. All of those things. I mean, we're not rewriting the playbook here. No success. Have and winning, success and win. You know, yeah. Takes care of good a lot of things. things At least to good things. So again, with the changing landscape, you're spot on. Now is the time if you're if you're ever going to be Cincinnati. UCF, Yep. meaning you're the bell cow, you're the leaders, you're the dominant football program in this
1: conference. Now is the time. No excuses. Yep. Now, last thing for you, Harold, we yep. have bowl season approaching quickly. It's here. How are, uh, how are preparations coming along it, for the 65th here. AutoZone Liberty Bowl? Oh, man, bowl. we're
2: ready. And it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, Iowa State will be arriving on Christmas Eve, the 24th. The mm-hmm. Tigers are going to check in to their headquarter hotel, which will be the Sheraton downtown. Iowa State will be at the Peabody. Tigers are going to check in uh, late afternoon on the 26th. And so that that feels like it's a lo- you know, long way away. And no, it's right
1: around the <laughs> of corner. Of course it is.
2: And so we're at full throttle on uh, final preparations. And And let me throw the gauntlet down, Tiger people. And I'm a Tiger person, too. We know Iowa State's going to be here. They're going to have big numbers. You gotta, you gotta come, come, yes, come, come with your strongest game. Uh, you don't want to have Iowa State with more folks in the ballpark than than the people wearing Tiger Blues. So, give the school a call. I believe, I believe
1: call. in, I believe in the Memphis fans. I'm, I'm fully on too. board.
2: I'm, I'm ready to see how this looks. We still have good tickets available. 795-7700, the number to call at the world headquarters of the Autozone Liberty Bowl going to have the Barquets at halftime you know a real Memphis experience and again I know that Iowa State is excited about playing the Tigers and vice versa it's an opportunity for uh the Tigers to uh, not only play but defeat a big 12 team and we all know the issues yep. around the big 12 uh it's big for our community obviously uh the The ongoing conversations and debate and process at uh, renovations to Simmons Bay yep. Stadium. I think there's a big uh, uh, city council vote next week, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. We all know about it that. But to show that the city of Memphis has a community, the Tiger football program and their fans, uh, that not only are the improvements needed, uh, they're... Positive for the future of Tiger football. Positive for us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Uh, Fred Jones at the Southern Heritage Classic. This is yep. a key moment in our community's history because we're not going to have a new football stadium. Yep. In my lifetime, this is it. Yep. We've got the money from the state, the Smith family. Got to make it happen while gonna, we can. Gonna raise some money. Um, a key key moment. So show that this investment that's coming is appreciated, needed, and it's time for Tiger fans to show out.
1: Now gonna have to be quick with this answer, but I saw Steve Earhart was there. Steve was at the at the last yeah, he was. Uh, sort sure of was. city council meeting. Um when it comes to the stadium transitioning over to the University of Memphis and you guys, you know, having another lease dealing yeah. with with all of the the mumbo jumbo around uh, extending the game out here uh, in Memphis. Um, have you guys had preliminary conversations with the University of Memphis? Do you know that that relationship would sort of work out similarly to how you have with we the, with the so. city? We think so. Okay.
2: Uh, and, you know, and there there is a document that will be created, or it, I think mean, there's a draft out there and it's going to be refined uh, to address things like that. Uh, get down to the
3: nitty-gritty. Right.
2: But, you know, We have full faith uh, in the relationship that our organization has with the university and, and, you know, that translates to uh, Dr. Hargrave and the athletic administration, Laird, Jeff Crane, the top executives on the athletic side. We have full faith uh, in that relationship. They understand the importance of the bowl game uh, to this city, uh, the legacy that we have in this city, you know, all the way since 1965 when the game moved here, uh, So, uh, no concerns there. Uh, Looking forward to see all that plays out, yep, and 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 getting it done and getting construction underway. uh, Hopefully, sooner than later in the new year in 24, under a new city administration and a whole new setup there with, you know, who's who owns it, who runs it, all of those issues.
1: I think all of us want to see a resolution by the time was December 19th. I think is the next time they convened i yeah. think all of us want to see a resolution Week i think we tomorrow. want to see it happen you bet. But, um we'll see we'll we'll keep up with it but yeah. Harold i appreciate it man thank, you, thank Gabe. you for hopping on we'll do it again next monday absolutely and hey
2: bowl season yeah we're in the throes of it games are saturday yep games are saturday they pull up quick they have a way of doing that i think the first one on the calendar is the myrtle beach bowl ohio and georgia southern there's like five or six games on saturday yep. so Get ready, folks. It's here. It is here. Get the snacks and beverages ready. Let's go. Yes,
1: it is upon us, but he is Harold Grader, at Harold Grader, on ex-associate executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Now it's time to get up out of here. We have to send you off to Grizzlies versus Mavericks, um, but we do have Monday Night Football tonight. Two games, Titans at Dolphins, Packers at Giants. The Dolphins are 14-point favorites over the Titans, and, of course, the Packers six-point favorites over the Giants. Um, but make sure you pay attention to everything going on. Grizzlies versus Mavs coming up in just a moment. We're going to send you off to Jessica Benson. We have pregame at 6.30, and Tip will be at 7. But thanks for joining. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Have a good night. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high,
1: it is far, it is kind.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home. Oh.
0: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
1: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
0: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.